You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show for this Friday, December 1, 2023, SEC Championship Game Eve. I'm your host, Gary Harris, and I got the hardest working man in broadcasting right there on the other side of the glass. Noah Haynes has been, uh, since this is Noah's final morning with me, he'll still be here at the station, folks. Don't panic. And he may be back in the morning. You never know. We may have to have him again. But he's going to get to move to a uh, afternoon schedule after he's been pulling uh, um 6 a.m. to evening shifts now for a while. Uh, we've been a little shorthanded, and uh, Noah has just uh, has just refused to let us uh, go shorthanded. So what does that mean? Well, when you're shorthanded <laughs> and you got one person willing to pick up the slack, he's had to pick all of the slack up. So when you call in today to talk on the program or you call in when our contest is going on, you get a chance to say, Noah, appreciate the effort because he really has uh, – he really has stepped up big time for us, and we're uh, we're appreciative of that. But uh, by next week, I think we'll be back to more of a normal schedule. And uh, Justin is going to be back in on on the mornings with with the morning crew, and then uh, Noah will be working the afternoons with uh, Ryan and and with. Um, Big noon sports, so we'll have a little bit more of a pace. And and uh, but thank goodness for knowing what he's been wanting to uh, to shoulder here these last few weeks to keep us uh, really keep us you know on the air because I tell people I'm 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 on the talent side of the glass. You put me over there where Noah's at, and we'll be off the air in about I would say thirty seconds, but that would not be legitimate. We never get on the air, so I I, I do the talking. He does the button pushing, and thank goodness. Noah, we appreciate it. Though. I wanted to thank you so much. Thank wanted you so much. to give you give you a shout out and let people know that uh, you know what all you've been doing for us. All right, we are uh, ready to rock and roll. You know it's the TGIF edition. I'm Gary Harris. He's Noah Haynes. You know who you are. But we got a great show lined up here. I'm going to tell you all about it in just a moment. Of course, Bama football trivia coming up as always at 10:30. And I put it out on social media. Noah, you might have seen those uh, those gloves signed. And I and saw, again, we've had a couple people say, "Oh, do they really sign that?" stuff well that's why i put a picture of him signing that pair of gloves now i have been asked are those the gloves he used in the iron bowl they are not um he signed these back a few weeks ago but they are his gloves you see the picture of him signing the gloves man they are awesome too i put them on yesterday uh and i'm gonna tell you something it's been a long time since i played football and there were gloves around but noah i gotta tell you something don't get me wrong these guys are really talented but I had a football up at the station. You grab that football, and it just it just sticks to those gloves almost, man. They are so tacky. You know what I mean? They grab so well, and I see why those guys want to wear them. Because um, you know you got to be you got to have the skills, but they help you. They help you hold on to that football now. I will tell you that. But they are nice. They are beautiful. Uh, you can see them at my Twitter handle, at Gary Harris underscore WVUA, on my Facebook page, Gary Harris WVUA23. And uh, we're going to give those away today. And uh, as I said, I got a picture of Noah signing them, plus a tight shot of his signature on one glove and then both gloves together. But really neat gift, courtesy of T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall. Remember, for all your Christmas 
holiday shopping needs when it comes to men it's t-town menswear and t-town gallery and while you're in there browse that one-of-a-kind alabama football memorabilia collection very similar items to what we're giving away today and what we've given away all year they're available for sale as well in fact some of those items again they'll just make you uh, your jaw will drop when you see a uh, uh, some of the helmets who they're signed by uh, cleats gloves obviously the frame prints it goes on and on and on t-town menswear t-town gallery in the university mall all right this first hour of the gary harris show being brought to you as always by alabama credit union Carry your Roll Tide Pride. The official credit card of the Alabama Alumni Association is available. Alumni Association is available right now at Alabama Credit Union. Apply at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com. And let everybody know you're a Bama fan with the Alabama Credit Union Crimson Tide Credit Card. Alabama Credit Union. Loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership. Then join today and feel good about your money. And pull extra change in your pocket. All right, the lineup for today, Adam Amin had to cancel on us. He's flying this morning for his NFL assignment, but we've got Chase Goodbread. Yeah, absolutely. Sports uh, columnist for the Tuscaloosa News. Going to jump on with us at 930 to discuss the SEC championship game. And then at uh, 1030, it's the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. Uh, He'll look back at the uh, disappointment for Auburn in the Iron Bowl and what lies ahead for Hugh Freeze and company. Also, Auburn basketball. As we said, also 1030, Bama football trivia to win those Isaiah Bond Bond, Isaiah Bond. Uh, What a what a game. And it just it's just listen, I had already planned to give these gloves away. It's just uh, good fortune, I guess, that he was the hero along with Jalen Milrow in the Iron Bowl, and now we're giving away those gloves. That's at 1030. While we're interviewing Brett Pritchard, we'll run our contest. You know how it works. I'll give the Bama football trivia uh, question. Noah will answer all your phone calls. When you're correct, he'll put you down in the order in which you call or the order in which we qualify you on the app. Yes, and we've been yeah. qualifying, yeah, we've been qualifying a lot of qualifying a lot of folks on the app. And also, of course, some people will shoot me a social media message, and I try to check those. And if you qualify there, I'll, I'll give you to Owen, um, Noah, and we qualify you. For example, if we have 33 qualifiers, one through 33, your name is next to a number. We roll that computerized roulette wheel at the end. It lands on 16, and whoever's name is next to 16 is the winner. It's as simple as that. There's absolutely no bias. There's absolutely no um fixing of the contest it's 100 percent random and um you know we have given away some great prizes this year but i'm telling you right now these these gloves they're right up there with any of them and remember we gave them no remember we gave away that Jalen milrow autographed football earlier this year and an isaiah bond autographed football we've given away those incredible prints like last week it was the ironman print uh signed by all of the guys and uh so it's been tremendous but that's coming up today at 10 30 all right it's 908 uh also i know nick saban uh, and um, kirby smart held there and greg sankey their their virtual sec championship game press conferences noah's got that audio we may have a chance to get to it i know it's been played on some other shows has kirby been played noah do you know we haven't really played kirby too much no well, a little Kirby because okay. I know we've hit Saban on probably just about all the shows since yesterday. Something like that. Yeah, so we might hit some Kirby Smart and just uh, and just you don't have to worry about clipping it up. Uh, Kirby, I listened to it yesterday, obviously for the sports on TV, and he jumped right into it. All right, it's nine oh nine. Let's go ahead and because uh, Corey's been on hold since before the show started over in Trustful. So before we hit the break, let's go ahead and get Corey on to kick us off this morning on the first and main condominiums hotline at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. That's two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. We've had some great calls this week. We're looking forward to some more today. Here's Corey and Trustful to get us started. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Gary. How are you this morning? Doing really well, my friend. What you got? Well, I'm looking forward to this game because this is Alabama's last chance to 
make a statement to the committee. And uh, I think Alabama, if they want to win this game, needs to play from ahead. They don't need to constantly be playing from behind. And I think Jalen Merrill is going to be the key because really I've watched Georgia a lot this year, and you can run on the outside on them. And I saw Georgia Tech do the same thing. And you and also you you can go over the top on them. And if, if Jalen Miller can hit, hit, take deep shots and connect with Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond, I think we can have success there. But here's the other thing. They are so well uh, on third down. Like, you have to get off the field. And – What's hard about that is that they don't they don't they they protect the quarterback so well that our our edge rushers and Chris Braswell and Dallas Terrence got to create havoc in some way, and then defensively, you're gonna I mean when we're on offense, you're gonna, you're gonna have to live in third and short. You can't be third and long and consistently convert third downs because they don't give up anything on third and long. So I think that. Like I said, if we can play with a lead and try to keep it, I think that will go a long way in us um, winning this game. I think you make some great points, Corey. Um, obviously, you, you know, to, to beat Georgia, you're going to have to play really well. And you mentioned making a statement for the committee. That's your statement. If you if you beat Georgia, whether it's one point, ten points, or 20 points, uh, you make a statement when you beat a team that's 129 in a row. So, um, but to do that, you're right. I mean, you've got to do all the little things well. You, everybody's got to do their job. You can't, listen, you know, they've overcome a lot in this, uh, you know, because let's not forget now, Alabama's rattled off uh, 10 wins in a row here, <laughs> you know, since losing to Texas in, in, in game uh, game two. So, Bama's rolled off 10 wins in a row. And in that 10-game winning streak, they've overcome a lot. You know, they've overcome penalties. They've overcome, um, you know, some turnovers at times. They've overcome, um, you know, having touchdowns called back. I think they've had, you know, seven or eight touchdowns called back this year. So, they've managed to overcome those things. You're not going to overcome them against a team like Georgia. You know, if you if you get hit with a lot of penalties, particularly if they're penalties on big plays or touchdowns, and you take points off the board, uh, you're not you're not going to win the game doing that. So you've got to play uh, a, a good game. You got to make plays, and you got to play. You got to be clean. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to play perfect, but you have to you have to clean some of these things up. And and you know, as an example, Corey, if you play as sloppy as you played last week in the Iron Bowl against Auburn, you're not going to win tomorrow afternoon. You're just not. You won't beat Georgia with those kind of mistakes, having two touchdowns taken off the board, having critical penalties, um, you know, having a snap that goes 20 yards back past the quarterback. You can't overcome those types of things. Having a busted coverage where nobody's covering the guy and he just walks in on a you know, pass down the left sideline. Those type of things will get you beat tomorrow afternoon. So good news is Alabama survived and won the Iron Bowl. Now hopefully they can, you know, look at that video and they have the film and break it down and and not make those type of mistakes tomorrow. But like you said, man, you don't want to be in third long against this team. And if you're to the defense, you don't want to have them in second and third and shorts because they'll eat you alive. Uh, you're going to have to affect the quarterback. If Beck has time, he is he is surgical back there. He will pick you apart. Their offensive line has been dominant this year, so it's a it's a major challenge for for Alabama football tomorrow afternoon, Corey. But if they pass the challenge and win the game, that's a statement. And, and you know, if they beat Georgia, in my opinion, they should be in the college football playoff. Period. End of story. 
I know you picked Georgia on tighter and tighter, but what would change your mind if, if you were to go back and pick Alabama? What would change your mind? Well, I mean, I think Alabama can win the game. And I said that on Tider Insider TV, and I've sent it in to Noah this morning for our picks at Tide 109. I picked Georgia 27-24. So when you're talking about a field-go game, uh, you're not talking about much of a margin uh, of victory either way. So for Alabama to win the game, just all the things that we said, and um, I think that if they do that, they will win the game. Uh, So to change my mind, if Alabama plays a clean game, I think they'll win the game. The problem is they haven't done that this year. And I just said uh, they need to. They don't have to play perfect, but they need to play pretty clean. They don't have touchdowns called back. But you know what? We haven't seen that from them. They haven't played a clean game. They have not. Even when they've won, there's things you look back on and, and mistakes. Even in the Kentucky game, you know, they were cruising in that game. And, you know, McKinstry muffed the punt and and Kentucky got a touchdown, and even though Alabama still won it handily, for the moment, you know, Kentucky looked like they might get back in the game. Um, I haven't seen them do that this year. Last week on that second series, if the Kendrick Law touchdown where he walked in from 41 yards out, uh, if that hook's not called the hold on uh, Dupree, Dupree, the tight end, then Alabama probably blows Auburn out. I, I think they would have. They'd have been up 14 to nothing. They'd had all the momentum going their way. It had been a different game, but they haven't been able to do that. So uh, I guess that's why I'm picking Georgia. I just think that if, you know, Alabama's made mistakes in games against other teams that overcome those mistakes. If they make those mistakes against Georgia, I don't think they can overcome them. And I have not seen a game that they haven't made some mistakes. So, um, but to change my mind, if you told me, if you if you promised me that Alabama wasn't going to have a touchdown call back, if they weren't going to have a penalty at a critical time, if they weren't going to get a hands to the face or a, or a um, you know a block in the back on a field goal return when they block a field goal, all those things. Um, if they weren't going to snap, have a bad snap or two in the game, if they weren't going to have a turnover, which they didn't have any turnovers last week. But if you told me all those things, they wouldn't do those things, then I would tell you Alabama's going to win the game. So that's the way I answer that. If they play, if they, if they, if they play really sound, really good, and, and for the most part, a clean game, you're not going to go penalty free. I'm not saying going penalty free. What I'm saying is let's have let's have four penalties for 20 yards, or or five penalties for 25 yards, or three for 15 yards, or something like that. Let's don't have nine penalties for 95 yards, or 11 penalties for 105 yards. Let's not have turnovers. Let's not have a touchdown call back. You, you keep from doing those things, Alabama can win the game. Uh, if they do those things, they're not going to win, in my opinion. Do you think that um, Alabama has a plan to, to slow down Brock Bowers? Because you're not going to take him out of the game completely, but... Well, I think everybody's got a plan, uh, but that's why great players are great players. I mean, you know, you plan for them, but they still make plays. That's what separates guys that are that are great from guys that aren't. You know, first of all, if a guy's not great, you don't sit there and game plan and say, "Well, we got to shut this guy down." You know, if he's a, if he caught twelve balls for you know one hundred and thirty seven yards this year, no touchdowns, you wouldn't be sitting there in your meetings, defensive meetings, saying, "We got a we got a game plan for the tight end." But because he's Brock Bowers, you know, you have to game plan 
plan for him. So everybody does. It's not just Alabama. Everybody's got a plan for the guy. But the problem is you can have a plan and he still makes plays. He still gets separation. He's like a receiver. You know, he's 6'4 and 240 pounds, but watch him run. Watch him catch the ball. Watch how fluid he is. You know, he's a mismatch nightmare. You know, you put a defensive back on him and he overpowers you. You put a linebacker on him and they can't cover him. Um, you double team him and you're opening up, you know, something somewhere else. So, yeah, I, I'm sure they'll have a plan. I thought two years ago they did as good a job against Brock Bowers as anybody had done all year. And, uh, you know, he still made some plays, but he dropped the ball in the end zone. And you remember that in late in the game on the uh, battle pick interception. Uh, you know, I think the ball was um, intended for Bowers. It might even hit his hands. So Alabama did a good job on him two years ago. And maybe they can do it again because you're right. If he has a huge game, uh, George is hard to handle. Well, I think, I think that's the offensive key for them. Don't let him go crazy because if he goes crazy, this will get ugly, I think. Um. Yeah, possibly. So, but I, I think Alabama can uh, can make it happen, buddy. But also, but also, if they just keep running the ball and chewing clock, and kind of like what Auburn did, that that's what worries me is not us not getting off the field, and them just 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 continuing to, to sustain drives and keeping our offense off the field, and and us going three and out several times, you know. Yeah, I do. I do, bud. I do. So, well, Corey, you got some um, you got some great uh, points as always. Any softball news that you're following or tracking? Well, just uh, well, not really. I, I um, I hadn't seen anything new. Um, I've I, I've looked at the schedule like like I've told you before that tough stretch with um, opening up with Florida at home, Florida State in the midweek and. Going to Georgia, Georgia Park will be the toughest stretch in the season, but our, our schedule does look good. And I will say this, the Eastern Bama Bash and the Crimson Classic is kind of a weak um, schedule part, and I thought that was kind of poor scheduling on my part, on uh, not my part, but kind of the university's part, because I thought they would have got better competition because they've usually had gotten better competition in there. But they do get Virginia Tech, Arizona, and uh, they, they they play those teams. But um, and they have a tournament at Georgia Tech to, to open the season. But of course, we got the SEC as well. But um, I, I think, like I've said, I've always said this: when you when you when you got a good schedule, as long as you beat, you don't lose to the bad teams. And you and you win some of the good. You don't have to win them all, but win some of the good teams. You, you can get a really good seed. Like like, look at last year. We got the fifth seed because we won a lot of the good games, the tough games. And so, if Alabama can do that, they can probably get a high seed again. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. Corey. So, all right, buddy. Well, have a great weekend. And I've got to, uh, I got to get to the break here, but uh, always good to hear from you on a Friday, man. You're, uh, you're one of good. our best callers. Good talk to you, Gary. Roll time. Thank you, Corey. 921 here on the Gary Harris Show this hour being brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're open for phone calls in the next segment. Uh, 205-342-9904 is the number on the First Main Condominiums hotline. 205-342-9904. Uh, Tuscaloosa News, sports columnist Chase Goodbread. 
at the bottom of the hour. Gary Harris and Noah Haynes in with you on a TGIF edition. Rainy Friday morning. It's going to be really rainy tomorrow morning. And I'm driving over to Atlanta bright and early. To, well, it won't be bright and early, but I'm driving over to Atlanta early in the morning. So hopefully the rain won't be too bad. We'll be back after this. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. University of Alabama. This is Crimson Tide Today. It's Daily Update on Bama Sports and it's brought to you by Guthrie's. America's original chicken finger restaurant is now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit guthrieschicken.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As we get set for Saturday's SEC Championship game, here are some final thoughts from Alabama head coach Nick Saban. You know, having the opportunity to play in the SEC Championship game is you know, I'm very, very proud of this team for the progress that they've made, the work that they've done uh, to give themselves an opportunity to play uh, in the SEC championship game. This is one of the most competitive, best venues, you know, in college football. We're obviously playing, you know, one of the best teams in college football, if not the best team in college football. You know, Kirby's done a fantastic job there. I mean, I don't think people realize, you know, how hard it is to win 29 games in a row. I'll have more in a moment. Founded in Haleyville, Alabama in 1965 by Hal and Melissa Guthrie, Guthrie's was America's first chicken finger restaurant. Guthrie still uses the family's original southern fried chicken recipe in every chicken finger they serve, fresh, hot, and fast. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers has been Alabama-owned and operated for over 58 years and is still going strong. Come see us soon. Guthrie's, America's original chicken finger restaurant and now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. We've got you covered for the SEC Championship game. On Saturday, our radio coverage will start at noon central across the network, leading you right up to kickoff at 3 p.m. For a full listing of our radio affiliates, head to RollTide.com. Don't forget, you can also listen to the game on the Varsity Network app, as well as watch the booth cam presented by Royal Furniture on all CTSN social media platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Guthrie's. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Patterson Comer is dedicated to serving our clients. At Patterson. Much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch soup, salad, or sandwich combo. I'll see you at the free. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with rain likely this morning. Then just a few isolated showers this afternoon or tonight. The high today 66, the low tonight 61. Tomorrow, rain likely, maybe a few thunderstorms. The best chance of rain during the morning, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of The Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells, 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 jingle bells,
little bit with a little Jingle Bell Rock. Great tune, Noah. Thank you. Birthday of December. That's right, man. Let's get in, let's get let's get in the mood. It's December first. It's uh, holiday season. And uh, let's jump out of the first Mancano's hotline. And 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 I'm glad Digger called in because I was starting to get my feelings hurt. He'd been calling the other shows and and had not called mine in a while. So I I thought I do work, Gary. All right, Digger. So I thought I gotta, you thought you were I mad gotta, at me. Strategically place my calls on break and so forth. Yeah, don't worry. I try to be fair to everybody. Well, you got you okay. get the, the floor yeah. is yours, man. Enlighten us. Okay, look. You know you, you're going to have to prepare yourself that the SEC is going to get left out. Okay, only if Georgia wins. Okay, if you win, I don't know where you're getting this idea that you think Alabama's a lock. The committee's got to. Get out of jail free card here. <laughs> this is the very last year before they go to twelve teams. Okay, and and I'm telling you, head to head, they're going to look at that thing and they're going to say, "Well, there it is, right there." Yeah, but you're leaving something. You're leaving something out. Um, Which is what is that? I still think Alabama could potentially jump Florida State, even if Florida State wins. Oh, you haven't taken well, that into consideration. See, well, because I don't, you know, again, the like it or not, Florida State's not the t- same team without Jordan Travis. And now I'm reading they may not even have their backup quarterback in that game true. against Louisville. So if they what go if out they, there and they, and even if they theory. win, let, take this into account, Digger. Let's say Florida State wins, but they win 13 to 10. Or, or just say their offense right. looks terrible. I, you can't look at them and then say they're one of the four best teams. Uh, you you can't do but, it. Or you, why why punish a team for injury? Because it's reality. It's, re, it's reality. I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying, well, they still deserve to be in if they won all their games. But do we want to see Georgia put a beat down on them? Um, well, Georgia, if I'm, I'm in a scenario, Alabama's winning. But Michigan, whoever it is, do we want to see a limping in Florida State team get you know beat by 30 points in a semifinal game? That's probably not what we were looking forward to seeing. And, and your boy, Boo, <laughs> what about Boo being from UNC State? I mean... Well, there's no. You know the ACC; they need their money. They do, and uh, again, I'm just throwing a scenario out there because, as I said, you know, here's what's going to happen: if Alabama wins that game, and they're left out, I'm still going to show up in here Monday and take my medicine. So there's nothing I can do about it one way or the other. But I'm still, I'm still saying that in, in the world that I live in, regardless of what other scenarios are out there, there's no way from what I've seen covering the SEC the last 15 years and covering Alabama that an SEC team that goes 12-1, and 9-0 in the conference, beats a team that's won 29 in a row and is a two-time defending national champion. In my world, Digger, Alabama doesn't get left out. But you know what? Unfortunately, it's not my world when it comes to this playoff committee so everybody that says alabama could get left out might be right and if they do get left out i gotta deal with it like you said texas and alabama are playing on lhn right now a subtle reminder well i wish i wish i wish they could play again i i mean i'd love i'd love to see them both get in like i said i'd love to see florida state get knocked off or 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 you know something happened and Alabama win, and maybe Georgia. I mean, uh, Alabama and Texas could hook up again. I'd love to get a. I'd love to get another crack at your horns, buddy. And this is the other thing you need to figure out. You know, the, the committee knows you only play eight conference games. Okay, that's not a big deal to you guys, but it is to everybody else. Everybody else is having to play nine. Okay, there is a difference. 
your conference, if you played nine, that means half of your teams in the conference would have another loss. That's I'm enough gonna, to knock yeah. out another I, top I, I 25 team. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But you know, listen, I, if you something get you just nine said, conference teams, we wouldn't be hey, having this conversation. Yeah, something, something you just said that kind of made me laugh, and you, and you guys, next year you guys will be you. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's right. But guess what? Guess what? You're you're going to nine conference games uh-huh. next year, aren't you? No, still going to eight next year. Still going to be with eight. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's eight. It's eight. Hey, listen, it's eight for next year. It's eight. Now they may they may expand it after that, but for next year, it's eight, pal. Well, okay. So, anyway, Just remember. Hey, well, listen. Remember, you make Texas sure you try Michigan to you try to arrange year. your work schedule Monday so you can call me back either way. All right. Oh, yeah. All I right. will, believe me. All right, Bye. Digger. I got to hit the break. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. All right, let's get to the break. We'll come back with Chase Goodbread from uh, the Tuscaloosa News next, right here on the Gary Harris Show. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. There's a way for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Christian Miller here from the Miller's Edge. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, Friday, Prediction Friday, as we get your score predictions for the SEC Championship, Alabama, taking on Georgia in Atlanta for all the marbles. Tune in again. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big-screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Nine thirty-five. Welcome back into the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show. We always have great music on Fridays for you, and we have Chase Goodbread on from the Tuscaloosa News. That's drive-by truckers because he and his uh, compadre Travis Ryer, as I've said before, the two biggest drive-by trucker fans that I know. But Chase also is a terrific columnist for the Tuscaloosa News, sports columnist, and uh, host. Um, Crimson Cover on Friday nights with John Copeland and Mike Parker on WVUA 23. And uh, are you already in Atlanta, uh, Chase? You going over today or in the morning? Or what's your what's your plan? 
I'm calling you rolling on I-20 pavement as we speak. Well, I'm not going over till in the morning. So it's raining a little bit today, but it's supposed to be pouring in the morning. So at least you're missing most of the rain. But uh, you're getting ready for it. But before we jump into that game, obviously I want to you know, look back at the Iron Bowl with you. And you've covered a lot of them. And, um, you know, I think that's the thing about sports. I've said all week, it's true reality television. Nobody knows the ending until it plays out. And we continue to see things that we've never seen or never thought we would see. I'd never seen a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line to win a game. And... Uh, we did Saturday, and Alabama pulled it off, Chase. It was a phenomenal finish, no doubt. It goes down in history. Uh, Nick Kelly, our beat writer, I thought, wrote a pretty astute piece in the in the aftermath of it, um, asking whether or not it was even more unlikely than kick six. I think you, I think you can make an argument that the likelihood of a fourth and thirty-one touchdown pass is uh, every bit as unlikely, if not more so, than than kick six and. Uh, for a change for Alabama, it happened on the road in this series. I agree with you, you and Nick, hundred percent. In fact, I, you know, as unlikely as kick six was the scenario, once Chris Davis caught that ball, uh, the odds were in Auburn's favor because the Alabama, you know, field goal protection team and the guys who were out there, um, they weren't set to defend that play. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. All the things that led up to that, though, Chase is. And I, I just said this earlier on my show. Uh, somebody called in and said, what do you think Alabama needs to do to beat Georgia? And I said, well, they need to do something they haven't probably done all year, even in this 10-game winning streak. And that's, and that's, you know, play as close to a clean game as they can. They've overcome all this. But, you know, whether now, no turnovers last week, but crucial penalties. I think they've had, what is it now, seven or eight touchdowns called back due to penalty. You know, the bad snaps, uh, uh, you know, muffing a punt or, uh, although that benefited them last week, obviously, or, you know, just the hands to the face or, you know, pushing a guy in the back on a field goal return. They've not been able to clean that stuff up yet. And Chase, I wonder if you agree with me that if you're going to beat a Georgia Bulldogs team that's won 29 in a row and is going for a third state national championship, you can't afford mistakes like that tomorrow, can you? No, you can't. And, and I do think Alabama has been better in that regard toward the end of the season. Auburn's obviously not a great example because that, uh, that snap that went past Jalen Milrow uh, should have been uh, a disaster. Flagged. It was a disaster and, and probably should have ended the game. Uh, obviously, uh, Isaiah Bond with the miracle catch, that's not how it worked out. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, the penalties – uh, is something that would hurt them a lot, obviously, against Georgia. The snaps, especially, and and keep in mind, there's a there's a difference between a bad snap and a premature snap, exactly. right? And and we've seen both of those. Uh, the way I saw the one against Auburn, I think that was premature. I don't think, I don't think Milrow was ready for it. I thought uh, I know it was catchable for him because he's been great all year at handling bad snaps. Have a couple of them gotten away from him? Yeah. But the ones that have gotten away from Milrow that he's been ready for have been way out of the strike zone, right? Like the one that went over his head against Ole Miss, uh, the one that rolled past his feet in the opener against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but most of the inaccurate snaps, he, he, his hands are like a butterfly net. He can, he can handle almost all of them. But what you can't do is you can't snap the ball when he's still trying to get uh, the alignment set or has his eyes on the sideline like happened against Mississippi State, et cetera. 
If there is no Jace McClellan, and that appears that that's going to be the case tomorrow at running back, and obviously Alabama's got a very deep running back room. Uh, Rodell Williams is an excellent back. Jam Miller, the freshman, Justice Haynes, maybe we see him against his uh, school that he grew up pulling for where his dad played. But still, you're talking about your lead guy, a very versatile guy, guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he can get it out on the perimeter and, and you know, was excellent in space. Uh, how big a setback is that for Alabama if uh, McClellan can't go? I think McClellan's a little better than Williams as a perimeter runner, a guy that can get out on the edge and, and turn the corner. Roy Williams is a good back, but he's a north-south guy right? Um, and, and a good one. But, but I think that's something where McClellan's a little bit better than, than Williams for sure. I also think he's a little more consistent than Roy Dell in terms of pass protection. And I think that's why McClellan's been the starter for, that's one reason, certainly a big reason why he's been the starter for most season. It's not to say Roy Dell is bad in pass protection because I've seen him pick up some, some blitzes pretty nicely this year. But I do think McClellan's a little bit more consistent. Those are the two areas where I think McClellan more than likely would be most missed. Chase Goodbread with us from the Tuscaloosa News. Milrow has been outstanding, uh, been phenomenal. Yet, there are times when, and he has seen the field, he's going through his progressions, he's making throws into tight windows. I mean, he is playing the quarterback position excellent, but he is still a dynamic runner. And I thought in the Auburn game, you know, he turned down some opportunities with a lot of green grass in front of him. How crucial do you think it is that when he gets outside the pocket, if there's an opportunity to use those legs to keep those chains moving that that he'd be more of a runner maybe similar to the way he played in the LSU game than opposed to some other games where you know he's been looking to throw to the point where sometimes he either throws it away or or steps out of bounds and doesn't get yardage that's available to him as a runner how big is that for him and this Alabama offense in this game against Georgia I think it's important when you're talking about that I think it's important to be smart situationally and by that I mean you know, first down, second down, I don't mind it a bit if, if he hangs back and, and, and looks to hit a bigger play with the passing game. If it's third down, though, and you've, and you've got the space to just tuck it and go, get, and go move the sticks, go move the sticks. Um, so situations uh, are important in that regard. And I asked him about it uh, probably about a month ago. Uh, I think it might have been after the Tennessee game. And you know what he said, Gary? He, he said, well, uh, um, when I throw it, the, the ball can get there faster than my legs can. <laughs> and I thought that was a, a pretty funny answer yeah. uh, coming, coming from a guy that can run as well as he can. And, look, there have been some times where he's looked good by hanging in the pocket and waiting for somebody to come open. Uh, but, again, if, if you're talking about third down and, and you've got the grass to, to just tuck it and, and go – tuck it and go and move the chains and and, uh, hit the big pass on the next play. Chase, um, back in fall camp, and I know you heard a lot of the same things that I heard, you know, heard a lot of stories about receivers dropping balls, not being consistent. And yet this season, I think the receiving core has been excellent. Um, What have you seen from the receivers and and them helping Jalen Milrow grow into the quarterback that he's become? It's been a strength. There's no question it's been a strength. Uh, you know, the drops have basically disappeared. That's been the main thing. 
They've done a better job of getting open. Jermaine Burton is a different player this year. He's he's um, more of a vertical threat for sure. Uh, he tracks the ball in the air really well. He can go up uh, and, and, and get it on those 50-50 balls down the sideline. We've seen him do it. Uh, did it against Texas A&M. Uh, he, he's, he's a dangerous guy outside the numbers. Isaiah Bond has improved a lot. Uh, I like the way his game kind of flows in this offense. I, I think Malik Benson gives them something with those dig routes over the middle of the field. Benson's a guy they didn't have last year. I think improvement from from Burton and Bond, uh, and and what Benson's been able to bring. Not that Benson's a huge target for Milrow, uh, but he's another piece, uh, and he, and he's been a a pretty reliable piece when they've needed him. You, know, you you put all that together, and uh, you maybe you're a little bit better at a couple other spots, and it makes a big difference. The offense is going to have to cash in and make plays and score points because I don't think there's a, you know, I don't think that this Alabama defense is going to shut Georgia down. They're just too good on offense, but they're going to have to limit them. Let's get to that side of the ball. And first, I'm going to start with the defensive line. Alabama's got some talent up there. Um, Otis is clearly not 100%, but this Georgia offensive line has been, you know, just to use one word, they've been dominant. I mean, they've, they've, they've opened up running lanes. They've kept, uh, Bet clean. He's had time. And if he can stand back there, he's proven this year. You give him time to survey the field, and he will pick you apart. How critical is that matchup for Alabama's defensive line, not only to contain the running game, but to be able to push the pocket and and, and uh, affect uh, Carson Beck as a passer? It's big. It, it, it's big. I, I think there's a couple points there. Number one, Alabama's run defense is coming off an embarrassment. Yeah, right? no I mean, Auburn, yeah. Auburn ran for 250 or whatever it was on Alabama. Auburn runs the ball in a different way than Georgia. Auburn hurt Alabama with a lot of the quarterback runs with Peyton Thorne, especially in the second half. That's not how Georgia is going to try to get it done necessarily on the ground. Uh, but regardless, Auburn exposed a couple things for Alabama as far as run defense goes that I'm sure had to have been an emphasis in practice this past week. Yeah, they, they, they can't let Georgia push them around. Uh, that's what Georgia does, and, and, and they do it as well as anybody. As far as protection goes, yeah, Beck is Beck is better protected than just about any quarterback in the country. He's only been sacked 10 times in 12 games, Gary, so less than once a game. He's a hard guy to get to, and it's not like he's Milrow back there mobility-wise, right? So Braswell uh, and Turner – they need to bring it off the edge. Obviously, the interior guys, Otis, Tim Keenan, Aboibe, it's a big difference if they can get some push on the inside. Uh, but Braswell and Turner are, are the bell cows, and, and they're the ones that have got to bring most of the heat. Special teams-wise, both these teams are good in special teams. Uh, clearly, in a game like this, it could come down to a kick. Um Reichert is as good as there is in the country, but he did miss one against Auburn. He missed a couple um, – you know, recently after not missing for over a year, you know, you take him for granted. Burnup's been solid, but he had a horrible first punt against Auburn, which uh, kind of he kind of flipped field position in the wrong way. Um, you know, we know the issues with with McKinstry catching punts. It looks like Downs has taken over there, uh, but special teams could be uh, could be the the swing portion of this game and also uh, even with Rockard you, you probably want to be kicking field goals all the time to beat Georgia but uh, um, your your opinion on special teams and do you think it favors one or the other red zone wise it's going to it's going to be big for Alabama to get seven and not three there's no doubt about that at the same time 
I do expect a close game. I think most people expect a close game. Georgia's only favored by five points. So, in a close game like that, uh, it comes down to a three-pointer often. comes down to maybe your punter pins you to, back to the three instead of a, a, a touchback or whatever. Sometimes it's a big return. Special teams comes up huge in close games on a regular basis. And Alabama, like you said, has got one of the best in Riker. I know he's missed a couple kicks here down the stretch in November, uh, but if it comes down to it, Alabama needs one kick to win the football game. I, I can't. I can't think of anybody uh, I'd rather put it in the hands of than or on the foot of. I should say than Riker. You're right. I, I'm with you. All right. Uh, I saved. I saved this one. Um, I haven't heard many people suggest uh, that fall college football that Nick Saban would face anybody and not be the best coach on the field. Uh, David Pollock just didn't suggest that he's not the best coach. He just flat out stated that it's not even an issue. Kirby Smart's a better coach than Nick Saban, he said. Uh, the Georgia's coaching staff um, has their team playing in a way that uh, Alabama doesn't play. And uh, he just flat out said it's advantage Georgia here and that Georgia plays a level of ball that Alabama hasn't played in two or three years. I still, last time I checked, Alabama won the national championship three years ago. They beat Georgia in the SEC championship game two years ago. Even last year, they went 11-2. and two. They're 11-1 they're and one this year. But he says there's a clear advantage Georgia in the coaching department. Your reaction to that, and I know you heard it, Chase. You know, it's when you're talking about a 29-game winning streak, uh, it's, it's hard to argue with anybody saying, oh, this is the best coach and staff in the country. 29, 29 games in a row is 29 games in a row. At the same time, I don't see a big advantage necessarily either. Nick Saban's one of the best to do it. Nick Saban's taken a team that was really no better than pretty good in September and has turned it into a championship contender a couple of months later. Uh, that takes a lot of doing, too. As a matter of fact, I wrote this past week, uh, I believe it's in print today, as a matter of fact, that, in my opinion, this season is the best coaching job Nick Saban's ever done at Alabama. And I think you got to look at that relative to the talent on hand, right, instead of just pointing to a national championship team, necessarily. Uh, I don't think he's ever done a better job coaching an, an Alabama team than he has this year. And obviously the staff is a huge part of that as well. But, you know, there's only one guy in the orchestra that holds the wand, and it's Saban. So uh, yeah, Kirby Smart and his staff obviously have done a phenomenal job. 29 straight is 29 straight, but I don't see an advantage either because Saban's uh, the best to ever do it. And finally, Chase, uh, how do you see this one playing out tomorrow afternoon there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta? I like Alabama in an upset. I mean, obviously, uh, like I said, it's not a, a huge spread. It's only Georgia by five. But I do like Alabama in a close one. I think it'll be tight. I think somewhere in the order of 30 to 27, Alabama gets it done. And and uh, potentially that could be real chaos for the, for the selection committee, right, Gary? It could be. So what do you think if it plays out the way that you've got it uh, predicted to play out? Is Alabama in the college football playoff uh, on Sunday morning? Two, two uh, sides to that conversation, right? One is what you think ought to happen. The other is what you think the committee's going to do. If Alabama beats Georgia, in my opinion, there's no way 
to sensibly argue that Alabama is not one of the best four teams in the country. That's not necessarily how the committee is going to see it, however. And I do think Alabama needs a little bit of help uh, in the committee's eyes. And I think it could come from any of four games. I think Alabama needs to beat Georgia, plus get just one of these other games to fall their way. Uh, and if it happens, then uh, I, I think I think the committee is going to put them in there. Uh, but if Alabama beats Georgia and none of these other games go Alabama's way, uh, I, I, it'll be unfortunate, and I don't think it'll be the right thing to do, but I think Alabama probably gets left out. Look, at Florida State, and I, I recognize Florida State as a Power 5 undefeated team, and the committee has never left an undefeated Power 5 out of the playoff. I get it. Florida State's had a phenomenal year, but if Alabama beats Georgia – Nobody can, nobody can argue to me that Florida State with a backup quarterback is a better football team. I, it just, there's no way. Um, so a couple different ways to look at it, Gary, but that's, that's kind of how I see it playing out. I think that, I think they need just a little bit of help on top of the win over Georgia. Yeah, it's just so ironic, Chase, that in the final year of the 14 playoff, we had this logjam. This has never happened since 2014, and now all of a sudden, the final year, you know, normally this, this deal with Alabama and Georgia uh, would, you know, not even be questioned. The only question would be if Alabama wins, would Georgia also get in? Uh, that's what right. we've dealt with in the past, but it's going to be different. Well, listen, man, appreciate it. Uh, uh, tell the listeners how they can find you. Uh, Twitter feed, Chase. Good bread, obviously, and of course the uh, podcast Talking Underscore Tide and the TV show Crimson Cover Television on WVUA 23. That'll be airing 6.30 p.m. tonight. John Copeland and I uh, had a good time with this one. Check it out. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you. All right, 9.53. Our thanks to Chase Goodbread. And it is uh, the TGIF edition rolling on. And I want to welcome uh, a new sponsor to the show. I've talked about it this week, but it's now official. Krispy Kreme of Tuscaloosa, a Tuscaloosa tradition since 1960, is a sponsor on the Gary Harris Show. The Smith family has... uh, Run the shop since 1960. Evan Smith, the current owner, um, great guy, great local business, not just because of the incredible donuts and coffee and espressos and the beautiful shop there on uh, McFarland Boulevard West to, to hang out and enjoy the Christmas holidays, but also because of all they, they do for the community. That's why I'm excited to have Krispy Kreme on the Gary Harris Show. Go by and see them, as I said, 1400 McFarland Boulevard West, open seven days a week, or you can see their complete donut, coffee, and espresso menu at the website, KrispyKremeTuscaloosa.com. Krispy Kreme, hot now and anytime. We'll be back to wrap up the first hour of the Gary Harris Show right after this. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with rain likely this morning, then just a few isolated showers this afternoon or tonight. The high today, 66, the low tonight, 61. Tomorrow, rain likely, maybe a few thunderstorms, the best chance of rain during the morning, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's beginning to look a lot like 
day for this TGIF edition because the holidays are here. It's December, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for the first hour. Normally, we have the Cure Friday, I'm in love, but we're Christmassy. We're holiday. We're musical for the season today on the program. All right, that's going to wrap it up. This hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Remember, owning a not-for-profit, it really is just a better way of banking. Find out more at alabamacu.com. Coming up, hour number two, more great Christmas music, more interviews, more phone calls. We're here from Kirby Smart, the Georgia head coach. All that's in hour number two. You keep it right here on Tide 100.9 FM, 1230 AM WTBC, the Tide 109 app, and Tide109.com. Since 2011, Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good time. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. The MLB Network is reporting that the Miami Marlins are hiring former Giants and Phillies manager Gabe Kapler as assistant GM. Thursday night football kicked off week 13 of the NFL as the Dallas Cowboys beat the Seattle Seahawks 41-35. Dallas improves to 9-3 for the season. Seattle is now 6-6. Six six. Dak Prescott threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns. Geno Smith threw for three touchdowns as well, all to DK Metcalf. He also had one interception and one rushing touchdown in the loss. In the NBA, the Bulls took down the Bucks, coming out on top 120-113 in OT despite not having DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And according to The Athletic, Zach Levine will be sidelined for one week with right foot soreness. And the Warriors topped the Clippers 120-114. Steph Curry had 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The state of Alabama will begin mailing out tax rebates to eligible recipients today. $150 checks will go to single filers, $300 checks to married couples filing jointly. Kentucky Executive Director Amy Eccles has confirmed her organization's concern about a new five-year contract comes from Kentucky Park not being mentioned as the site for the October Festival. Tuscaloosa, Walker, and Lamar counties are three of the 28 counties in Alabama designated by the Small Business Administration for economic injury loans based on the drought. Local news in Tuscaloosa. Bama sports updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV. Crimson Tide kickoff. Play-by-play for Alabama sports and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM 
TBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. Noah Haynes is right there in the uh, control room. He's doing all the heavy lifting here this morning on the show and <clears throat> making it runs nice and smooth here. We're in the uh, Christmas mood. It's December 1st, so we're playing... Instead of our traditional feel-good weekend music, we're playing feel-good Christmas music this morning on the uh, musical side of it. Go ahead, Noah. Uh, and also, as we get into the holiday season, um, there's a, for the people who like to listen to us, our listeners can help us out with the Christmas cheer. By They can send us like a happy holiday, holiday greetings, Merry Christmas on the app. Send us a voice message, and then we're going to incorporate those and play them on the air. Yeah, that would be so, great. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got some time, send us a Merry Christmas t- from Tide Point Nine, and we'll we'll play it on the air. Yeah, we're looking uh, we're looking forward to that, man. I think that I think that's awesome. That is a great idea. This hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law, Paul Patterson and Mike Comer, on the, on the ground in West Alabama, uh, live here, they work here, they practice here, and they take care of their clients here in West Alabama. Paul is in Tuscaloosa at 205-345 1000 Mike's in Northport at 205-759-3939. And if you uh, need a lawyer as a result of personal injury, automobile accident, um, 18-wheeler accident, wrongful death, product liability, you need Patterson Comer by your side, not just to help you settle and get the most uh, money that you deserve, but also from the standpoint of if it has to go to court, they'll be in the courtroom with you. And you'll know your lawyer. You'll have a relationship with your lawyer. And remember, no money out of pocket ever unless they collect for you. Patterson Comer, attorneys at law. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Find out more at pattersoncomerlawfirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, uh, let's get this second hour started off by jumping out on the first domain condominiums hotline. And also we will uh, get to some Kirby Smart Sound from his press conference yesterday. And we'll have, of course, the Auburn Report at 1030 and our Bama Football Trivia Contest at 1030 where we give away those uh, Isaiah Bond receiver gloves autographed by the star receiver himself. So let's um, get to Tom right now and uh, he's going to lead us off and are we having some phone line issues Noah? Well, we got Tom but... Hey Okay, no that's a, that's here. an old that's an old message, never mind, disregard that Tom, you're fine, I just saw something in the box yeah. that I can't take another call yeah. right now and that's me sending a message to Noah earlier so I am confused but Tom, you're never <laughs> confused so get me out the of here heck? man What's going I don't on? know who you're talking about it ain't me though I, I live in a state of confusion. <laughs> but uh, good show this morning Thanks. so far. I enjoyed it. I think Chase is a good guest. I, um, I've always liked his TV show, Crimson Cover, and um, and other works. Him and Nick, though, <clears throat> I tell you, I got new respect for them and the work they do with the Tuscaloosa News. And um, they, have, they have really had some good stuff this year. And... Uh, my hat's off to them uh, on the quality of writing and, uh, and and the subject and the content uh, is what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm with about. you 100%. I, I think that Chase and, and Nick have done an outstanding job. Um, and they have really kind of, I think... Um, revitalize the Tuscaloosa News Sports Department. You know, for a while, you felt like, you know, all that, all, I'm just being honest, for a while, you felt like all they had over there was Cecil, and Cecil's missed, yeah. and going to be missed forever. And then, you know, when Cecil left, you're like, my gosh, what are they going to do? Uh, but, oh, it was the void. I, 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 I'm not going to lie about it. Now, I love the uh, Tuscaloosa News. I've, I've subscribed for years on top of years, and, uh, and, and I'm not going to lie. 
FIFA hurt, you know, has always been my uh, how I measure other journalists by. I'm not going to lie about that. That's just the way it is. And, uh, and I knew Cecil and busy with it from time to time. And uh, but uh, but I, you know, Chase and Nick have, have done done a really good job uh, this year. And uh, and I've tried to send them messages, you know, to let them encourage them that uh, somebody out there was reading it. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, and uh, the the one though, the Nick wrote one here not long ago about uh, he asked uh, Coach Saban for marriage advice. Did you read that? I didn't catch that one. I I didn't. But uh, um, it was, sounds it interesting. Was and it was one you could tell by Coach Saban's answers that he really wanted. Uh, he was into that answer. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Just like you, uh, I'm glad you're a supporter of local media, Tom. Too. Let me tell you that. Not just, oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. the Tuscaloosa News, I'm, but I'm our, our radio I'm station, the TV that. station, all that. Man, that's that's because I, um, I'm local, and my gosh, man, I know we live in a world where you can get on the internet well, and get I'm anything gonna, you I'm want. Gonna, but I'm you, gonna pass, you, I'm gonna pass, pass something on. Yeah. Uh, I stream WBUA. Well, uh, I appreciate that. Web, I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, off their website because. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, call me funny, daddy, whatever. But I like the local flavor <clears throat> of media. I, I just don't have a lot for national. You know what I mean? Well, and, you uh, can't you can't fake local. You know, you can and national can never cover local as well as local. You know, right. people that live in the same community that you do, and that's why I, you're preaching to the choir. And I appreciate what you're saying because right. I, I screamed to people about local news. I said, you know, I'm in the local news business, but Everywhere I've ever lived, everybody, everybody, I, everybody, my my wife loves Glenn. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and and so forth and so on, and and all the people that came through. You know, uh, Huddleston and and Claire and yeah. all that. Uh, we love them, and uh, my wife is friends with Claire, so quite naturally, you know, she keeps up with her and her kids, but. Uh, Anyway, I called it. I didn't call to talk about all no, that. No, but it's I, fine. It's like I said, you live, if you live somewhere, you should want to keep up with what's going on in your community. But go ahead and, and uh, hit us up with what else you got. Well, I, I, it was the assessment that, uh, that Chase had about Alabama and Georgia, the game, and uh, uh, him choosing Alabama to win. I, I put a lot of credibility in, in Chase because he's got a good eye for talent, and uh, he's been around. And uh, and he's level-headed with his assessments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he don't go too far out there with emotion like me, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I, I put a lot of stock in his assessment. But also, Coach Sanderson and Barry have uh, Coach Jack Crow on uh, their show quite a bit, and uh, and he also picked Alabama to win. And, uh, and I got a lot of respect for his uh, opinion as well. So I tell you what, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances. I think ESPN had uh, Georgia at a 55% chance of winning the game. Did you see that? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I'm thinking that, you know, we we're, we got better than average uh, based on people I trust, in their opinion, better than average chance to win now. After that, I don't know. I, I agree with uh, Chase with the statement about 
the committee. I, I just don't know about this group. I don't know if they're a bunch of liberals that think like that. I'm not criticizing that point of view. I'm just saying some people, you know, are more liberal and uh, and they tend to go with uh, who deserves to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, whereas others may like, well, they earned their way. And you know what I mean? And uh, that kind of talk. Well, like I said, I don't think it's about getting the four best teams in. Uh, it's about uh, whether it's foremost deserving or how it, as I've said before, how it kind of plays out and, and how it appears to look and fair and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm not sure it's about the four best teams, and that's disappointing, Tom. Hey, great to hear from you as always, man. Have a terrific weekend. You do the same, Garrett. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Tom. All right, let's get to uh, – Cowboy, and then we'll get to Philip. So you guys, uh, we're going to rattle you off here and get you all in this segment. Hey, Cowboy, good morning. How you doing, Gary? Doing well. Well, I guess we're about to the day. The hay's in the barn. We're fixing to find out what we got here. About yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I know they'll 30, they'll they'll do a little they'll do a walk through today, and they'll have the meetings tonight, and and they'll cross their uh, they'll dot their eyes and cross their t's. But you're right, for the most part, it's uh, the hay's in the barn, and, and now it's just time to go play the game, and and hopefully Alabama's had a good week of preparation and has a good plan, and uh, then they'll go out and and um, you know execute that plan because it's about practice and preparation. But at the end of the day, what matters is performance, and uh, that's why you, that's why you practice and prepare. And hopefully, it carries over to the performance tomorrow. And Alabama goes over there, and I'm not going to say shocks the world because I don't think it's shocking anytime Alabama wins a game. But I think it would surprise a lot of people if Alabama beats Georgia tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Gary, did you um, watch any of that game last night, uh, Cowboys? I didn't. Get, listen, man. Since it's gone to that, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm plus I'm at the TV station. But since they've gone to that stupid stream, I don't get to watch Thursday night football yeah. anymore. I'm not. I'm not yeah. paying. I'm not gonna. I just. That's just who I am. I'm not gonna pay yeah. to watch a game on a computer, dude. I'm just not gonna do it. I, I think. I think it's yeah. horrible that we don't have Thursday night over the air football anymore for in the NFL. I. I. I hate the stream only. So no. I. I tracked it on my computer and I saw where it looked like the Seahawks were gonna were gonna win it in Dallas. Give them credit. They uh, they made the plays late in the game, and and that was a huge win for them because if they're going to have any yeah. shot of catching Philadelphia, they can't drop another one, and then they got to beat the Eagles, of course, when they play them head up. Yeah, well, my gut told me that Dallas was going to win that game somehow, some way yesterday, even though they were behind because they had to have it. It's kind of the way the NFL works to set up that Eagles matchup um, next. Uh, Sunday night, you know, a week from this Sunday, and uh, I'm going with 49ers this Sunday over the Eagles. I think the Eagles tanks about dry. I don't know how many more of these miracles they got in them, but you never know, I guess. Well, but, after uh, a while, they're not miracles. After a while, you just have to give it up to a team that 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 wins more games than anybody else in the National Football League. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they're miracles. I think they just. <laughs> they play for sixty minutes well, in the game, and and they're they're you know when it's when the game's on the line, they seem to make the plays. And uh, well, you got a you got a zero blitz you call, and you got a wide receiver wide open. He went to it's kind of. Lucky that the wide receiver broke. But that's why the hey, listen, that's why the Bills are six and six, and the Eagles are you know have one loss. That you know teams yeah. that teams yeah. that, that are championship teams make those plays. And you know Josh Allen's an interesting case study. I, I'm with people when you look at a quarterback. If you drew one up, you wouldn't. I don't know that you draw up one that looks any better than Josh Allen. But at the end of the day, man, it is it's 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 about it's about your your record. And they're six and six, and um, 
I think that Super Bowl ship of the Bills has sailed. I really do. I, yeah. You know, so. Uh, but I'm not. Listen, do the are the 49ers good enough to beat the Eagles? Yes. Would I? I'm. You know, would I pick the Eagles at home? Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I know quarterback issues, but this was a still a 49ers team that's lost three games, and and um, you know, Eagles wore them out in the NFC Championship game last year. And I understand the quarterback situation, but how somebody could pick against the Eagles right now at home, I don't know. But we'll see. Well, Gary. You got to look at the way the things roll in the NFL. I, I think 49ers need to gain more than they do the Eagles do. Well, I don't know if the Eagles drop that wait, one wait, and you wait, still wait, have wait, to go wait, to wait, Dallas, wait, right? Wait, let me say this. Okay. Let me say this. When the 49ers went to Jacksonville, they lost three in a row. Most people were picking Jacksonville, and I told them, no, San Francisco has got to have this game. It's do or die. And they had to have it. They went down there and played a heck of performance. You're going to see it? I don't know. I, I think we're going to see it. Well, it'll be a good one. There's a lot of people feel like that's an NFC Championship game preview. So we'll see. But the Cowboys are lurking. I'll give it to them. They're lurking. And if the 49ers yeah. did knock off the Eagles, then, uh, you know, that's going to be a huge game when yeah. the Eagles go to Dallas. So we'll see. All right, give me your yeah. thoughts on tomorrow you know, afternoon because i got to move on. Well, I was going to say this one thing. Okay. See what people think um, or what you think. You know, I don't mind saying something, I guess, I think Dak Prescott is kind of like the James Harden in the NBA. He's going to put up big regular season numbers, but when he gets to the playoffs, we don't have any proof in the pudding yet. Uh, that's been and, his M.O., um, but I tell you, he played well. Again, I didn't watch the game, but yeah. just tracking it, he played a heck of a game last night, it looked like. He did. He did. Yeah, so, I don't stream either. So Yeah, well, what do you got? Really uh, what do you got? To, how do you see it playing out tomorrow afternoon? I'm getting, you know, more and more a feeling that somehow or another we're going to pull this thing out. I think we're going to. We're going to put the committee where they got to make a decision. And um, I think, you know, golly, winning 30 in a row in today's environment, the big pass to Georgia, how much more can they have in the game? You know, yeah. it's not that they might not be a better football team than Alabama, but, you know, their tank just might be dry tomorrow. Now, is Chase uh, McClellan playing tomorrow? Is hey, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think that Alabama's ruled him officially out, but um, a lot of reports are coming out that he's not going to be able to yeah. go. Well, no, you know, you remember that big game Najee Harris had against Georgia as a freshman? Maybe Justice Haynes could do the same thing tomorrow in the Dome, in his kind of home field area. I'm sure he might have played a game in there in the high school championship or something. Yeah. So uh, that, that might be a guy tomorrow. Might Justice be a guy Haynes tomorrow. All right, Cowboy, have a great weekend, buddy. All right, you too, buddy. Thanks. Fair. All right, let's get to Philip real quickly here uh, and uh, before we wrap up this segment. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning, Gary. Hey, I, I want to echo everything uh, Tom said about local radio, and I'm over here three hours uh, east of you right on the Georgia line. I mean, right on the Georgia line, and, and I listen to you all now like it's like it is my hometown radio, so I appreciate you, and, and uh, I'd like to commend Noah. I mean, Noah works, man. He's 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 pretty incredible, so I appreciate him. Well, thank you. He's a nice guy too. Yes, but anyway, he is. the the game uh, tomorrow, Gary. I <clears throat> I told Coach Sanderson and and and, uh, and Barry that to me it's going to boil down to uh, Alabama's man to man pass coverage. I mean, they have got to be spot on, and they've got to tackle like like there's no tomorrow. That, because I've been following Georgia now. Uh, for the past five weeks, because their first few games, I'm so sorry I didn't even watch them, but but I've been watching them now for about five weeks, and and their receivers uh, share one thing in common, just about all of them, 
is they don't go down on that first touch. It's, it's yards after catch for them, and, and that's something that concerns me tomorrow uh, a lot. Yeah, you're right, man. They can uh, they can make some plays, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on pass coverage. Alabama's got to got to stick to those guys, and then they got to affect the quarterback, and they got to stay on their men. I mean, if you uh, if you have a combination of time in the pocket for Beck and guys running open, he's gonna he's gonna have a field day. So you know, it's gonna be yeah. uh, it's gonna be a combination of things, man. That uh, um, you know that Alabama's gonna have to do defensively to have success, and they're gonna have to work together, hey, hey, Gary, all three levels. Gary, what? Again, what did uh, if you could just refresh my memory? What did Coach Oliver dial up against Toretta that that day? What he he dialed up something um, to help Copeland and Curry. And, uh, well, was one, thing, one, one, one thing one thing that he did was he he didn't play soft. He he challenged those receivers. You know, I, I played a lot of press coverage yeah. in that game. Their corners got right mm-hmm. up on those guys, and that's and, what we got to do. And they stayed, you know, and because Miami like to throw a lot of underneath stuff. And, yeah, they, they burned them the one time when Jack uh, Lamar Jackson, or Lamar Thomas, excuse me, uh, beat them deep. But that's the play that T chased him down and took the ball away from him. And uh, so, yeah, they challenged them. They, they got in the passing lanes. They like to throw a lot of slants. They like to throw a lot of short stuff. And uh, they, they were on those guys. And so what happened was when Toretta couldn't get the ball out of his hand on time, then Copeland and Curry and Gregory and Antonio London and those guys, they just ate him alive, man. And it was just a real yeah. aggressive, we can cover your receivers with our guys, and because of that, we're going to affect the quarterback. You can't block us for very long. So just a real aggressive, in-your-face style of defense. Well, that's, that's what Alabama's got to do tomorrow, man. If they allow these big these cushions and these sort of soft areas where Georgia can make their cuts and, and turn up field to catch the ball, it's going to be a long day. Could be. Could be. So we'll see, though, Philip. Yep. All right. Yeah, all right, hey, I appreciate y'all. All right, a lot. Thank, thank you, man. All right, we got to get to the break here, and uh, we're going to come back uh, with more phone calls at 205 342 on the First Man Condominiums Hotline, 1030, Auburn Report, and Bama Football Trivia for a chance to win those Isaiah Bond gloves. We'll be right back after this. Hi, Barry Buckner for Tuscaloosa Hunt. Quality Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA-certified Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Paris. Spoiled supermarket. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with rain likely this morning, then just a few isolated showers this afternoon or tonight. The high today 66, the low tonight 61. Tomorrow, rain likely, maybe a few thunderstorms. The best chance of rain during the morning, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What a song, man. Get you in the Christmas spirit. We're in a Christmas spirit here on the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show. 1025. All right. Uh, other conference championship games this weekend. Of course, uh, 
you know, I've picked Georgia to beat Alabama. Hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm in here Monday eating crow, but I got it 27-24. My SEC point spread predictions ended last week. I had a miserable week last week. I haven't even added it up, but I know it was bad. And I finished under 500 for the second straight year, which is not something that I'm proud of. So maybe next year I can bounce back. But not going to do point spread predictions for the other championship games, but I am going to run them down real quickly. SEC championship game, of course, in Atlanta. Um you know, and we know that that Alabama and Georgia is uh, to give you an example of how it just means more. Noah, the average get-in price, just getting in the getting in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the lowest ticket that's available on the on the online market is five hundred thirty-three dollars. Top price tickets five thousand seven hundred thirty-six dollars. Pac-12 Championship get-in price. $42. Now, their top-of-the-line tickets are expensive uh, because that's in Las Vegas in that brand-new stadium. It probably has something to do with, you know, suites or something like that, but $6,556. But get-in price, $42. SEC get-in price, $533. Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis, get-in price, $58. Top price tickets, $1,185 each. ACC Championship game in Charlotte, get-in price, $88. Top price tickets, just $929 each. Big 12 Championship game in Dallas, Get in price $71 a ticket. Top price tickets $1,968 each. The MAG Championship in Detroit. Of course, obviously, now we're getting out of the Power Five into the Group of Five, but MAG Championship in Detroit. Get in price $21. Top price tickets just 50 bucks. Mountain West Championship game also in Las Vegas. Um, not at the same venue. $41 each to get in. And top price tickets $172. And the Sunbelt Conference Championship game in Troy, $26. Get in price. Top price tickets $53 each. And so, you know, it just uh, it just means more, right? That's what uh, that's what the SEC is all about, and it costs more too. All right, we're going to get to the break because when we come back on the other side, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn report and also Bama football trivia. You're playing for an opportunity to qualify to win those Isaiah Bond autographed receiver gloves worn by Bond, signed by Bond, and given away by the Gary Harris Show. That's coming up next. So get ready, 205-342-9904. Again, the number is 205-342-9904. That's the first of main condominiums hotline number. And the app is available for your answers. And if you message me on social media and I see them, uh, I'll get you qualified that way too. So stay tuned. Auburn Report plus Bama Football Trivia coming up next right here on the Gary Harris Show. Houston Hydro, if you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Uh, trying to make sure we get ready for Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report and get ready to do this trivia contest and making sure I've got all my ducks in a row. Make sure that I've got uh, 
Um, the answer is going to make sure this matches up. I'm counting them up right now. One, two, <laughs> counting to myself here. Hold on. I'm very uh, excited for the uh, for this giveaway. It's like it's like Christmas is coming a little early here. Yeah, so it's uh, this is a good one. Okay, all right, we're back. All right, we'll get to Brett here with the Auburn Report in just a second. Uh, we are going to again have our trivia contest, and we're giving away. And as I said on my social media platforms, you'll see not only the gloves and the, the both gloves the autograph, but you also see Isaiah Bond signing the gloves in one of the pictures. So the Iron Bowl hero from a week ago, these are not the gloves that he wore in the Iron Bowl. I want to be clear on that. I don't want to misrepresent him, but they are gloves that he's worn. And um, we're giving them away courtesy of T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall. And here is the trivia question. So get ready. Oh, no, it's going to be busy, busy, busy. 205-342-9904 is the number of the first of main kind of names hotline. Here is the question. Now, we're not counting LSU. I want to be clear on that. This is strictly an Alabama football trivia question. This is going to be Nick Saban's 10th appearance in the SEC championship game as the head coach of the Crimson Tide. Okay. Number 10. He's been in nine previous SEC championship games as the head coach at Alabama. And our question is, what is Nick Saban's record in SEC championship games as the head coach of the Crimson Tide? What is Nick Saban's record in the SEC championship game as head coach of the Crimson Tide? What is that record? Call now at 205-342-9904. Use the app. You can message us there, and if you message me on social media, I'll try to check it, and I'll get you qualified that way. Noah is now focused on answering phone calls, and I'm going to get to Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report. Good. Hey, Gary. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello, Gary? Hello? Brett, you got me? Brett, can you hear me now? I got you now, okay, Gary. Okay, we got him. We got him, Noah. We got him. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the phones are ringing off the hook, and sometimes that causes um, – them to stick a little bit so like i said because not only are you going to do the auburn report but you also give noah a chance to answer these phones while we do our trivia contest good morning <laughs> man uh i know you're busy with a meeting and you had to step out so we appreciate it i won't try to keep you too long hey first okay. just your amazing another amazing iron bow at jordan hare uh 27 24 alabama they win it with a fourth and goal from the 31 yard line just your takeaways from what you saw last saturday yeah it was uh another another one of those one-liner games you know that uh, so many in the past, all the way back to, I guess, punt, bama, punt. We've had a bunch of different ones, and this is another one that, that will be etched in history. And, you know, it just boils down to, I, I guess, first observation that, you know, it was a very good football game. Uh, I think both teams uh, struggled uh, in certain phases of the game, but both really did some things well. I thought Auburn only completing five passes was really kind of crazy to be in a football game when you only complete five passes. Uh, and to run the football as well as they did on a defense like Alabama's that had been pretty doggone good against the run all year. And then on the flip side, uh, you know, I guess going back to the Texas A&M game with Alabama, Jalen Milrow really kind of took it upon himself to start running the football. And that was the difference in the game for me. Uh, I think you and I talked about it, the, the, you know, the week before. Uh, I thought that Jalen Milrow, I think he rushed 18 times, uh, 
you know, I thought that was going to be the difference, and it, and it ended up being the difference. And, you know, he ate, he was able to rack up a bunch of yards on the ground, but throwing the football when he needed to throw the football was the difference. And, you know, when it comes down to fourth and 31, Gary, you do, you just got to make a play. Uh, it's heartbreaking when you're on the other side of that thing. I know Alabama knows what it feels like uh, multiple times, and, and Auburn's been on the that side multiple times. And, you know, one of the things you look at is, you know, you just got to make a play at that point. It's fourth down. They've got to get in the end zone. Uh, you've got to figure out a way to knock the football down. You're guarding five guys with basically eight or nine, and you got to figure it out. And uh, Auburn wasn't able to do it. you got to tip your hat to Jalen Milrow and really throw, throw it a laser into the corner of the end zone. I mean, this was basically about a 45-yard pass. If you go back and look and see where he threw the football from when he throws it all the way to the back of the end zone. I mean, that's a – in essence, a Hail Mary. Uh, but it didn't look like a Hail Mary, and it didn't feel like a Hail Mary. And uh, I think he sat back there, and obviously Auburn only rushing two guys, gave him plenty of time to uh, sit back there and survey, and he finally made a decision to go into that corner. And uh, as you mentioned, Isaiah Bond just made a play, and, and Alabama won the football game. Yeah, and it's uh, if you're you know an Auburn fan, it's it's a it's a bitter pill. And like you said, um, those games at Jordan Hare Stadium, uh, Alabama's been on the other end of it as well. They're 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 brutal when you lose like that. I mean, you've got you've got fourth and thirty one. Um, you think you're going to win the football game, and you don't. But at the same time, uh, I want to get your just kind of your synopsis of the season. I mean, you told me, I remember you telling me preseason, you said, Gary, I think if, I, if Auburn goes to a bowl game in this first year, it has to be considered, you know, a success. They've done that, you know, six and six, they're going to a bowl game, had a chance to beat Georgia, had a chance to beat Alabama, um, and then had a miserable loss against New Mexico State. So there's anytime you're six and six, there's ups and there's downs. But overall, how, how do you see this Auburn season? Well, I think I told you this, said it on your show several times, that, you know, there's a game, maybe two a year, that you play your best football. And there's probably going to be a game or two that you don't play well at all. Now, good teams can find ways to, to navigate playing bad and, and still find a way to win. Uh, but at the end of the day, the rest is really who you are. And I thought, like I said before the season, I, I'll stick with it. I thought if Auburn got to six wins with, such a drastic roster change and new coaches and everything that Auburn had to put together in a short amount of time, that would be a huge win because they would gain those 15 practices and, you know, give them an opportunity to, to build toward the future. And, and they accomplished that goal. Now, uh, there, there's absolutely zero excuse for an Auburn team or anybody of that caliber to ever lose to New Mexico State at home. You, you pay those teams, you know, a million and a half, two million dollars to come play you for a reason. Uh, because you play in a brutal conference and, and you need a game like that. And every team uh, in the SEC schedules those teams a couple of times a year. And, you know, New Mexico State, though, wasn't your average, uh, what you would call a cupcake team coming in. They had won eight games and uh, a very good football team. And uh, Auburn obviously didn't put the amount of time and effort into that game as they should. And maybe we're overlooking that, getting ready for Alabama, because you could see the difference. Uh, effort that was put forward, but nevertheless, uh, going on that three-game streak where they were able to beat uh, three SEC teams, and even though they weren't very good, uh, still able to, to grab those three SEC wins, uh, was able to cement them as a six-win team. And uh, as you said, you know, had chances against 
two of the best teams in the country that that'll be playing each other tomorrow for an SEC championship. But you know, close doesn't count. Uh, but I think uh, there's still a lot of work to do on this roster. That's obvious. Uh, sometimes you, you can play above your head, and I think Auburn did in those two games. But I do think Hugh Freeze uh, understands uh, the challenge, and he understands the mission, and that's to go out and get elite elite players, elite talent to come in here so Auburn can compete for SEC championships. Yeah, you mentioned the 15 practices too. I, I and don't get me wrong. I mean, you get you, you get to bowl, you get to play another game. I mean, that's I think that's important too, and a chance to have a winning record. But those 15 practices are are, are critical, and uh, that's something that Auburn was able to, to get accomplished. When you look at this team from this year and how they want to upgrade it for next year, obviously, um, you know, I think Freeze wants to establish high school recruiting and and get back to recruiting at a higher level there. At the same time, the portal is available. Um, and there's going to be, you know, some really good players in that portal, including quarterbacks. And, and I don't think there's any doubt, uh, Brett, that Auburn's going to look to the portal again this year to get a quarterback. Um, you agree with that? Oh, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, obviously, you know, you can tip your hat to Peyton Thorne. And, you know, Peyton Thorne was a gamer this year, but it just wasn't where it needed to be. And that's all, not all his fault. Um, you know, the receiver core for Auburn was less than stellar. Um, so inconsistent all year. It just seemed like when Peyton Thorne had chances to make plays and he made good throws, they dropped it. And, you know, when receivers were open, and I can go back to the Texas A&M game and some other games, even the Alabama game, when receivers were open, uh, he put them in, put it in their hands, they dropped it, and then maybe he, he made some bad throws sometimes when they, when they had wide open receivers. So it was a lot of inconsistency overall. But I think... Hugh Freeze understands he's got to go out again in this portal and find a guy, and there's plenty of them that are going to be out there, and some some guys that are very, very talented that have proven themselves uh, at that level. And, um, you know, I know the the Riley Leonards of the world and the Grayson McCalls and the DJ Uyunglele and all those type quarterbacks that will be mentioned uh, uh, will be options out there, but I think at the end of the day, you know, Peyton Thorne will be here on this team. I think he got better. I do think he's a gamer. I think he'll challenge. And you want, you know, a guy like him uh, that had a good career at Michigan State, transferred into Auburn, uh, to kind of be in that position to where he's like, look, you know, I kind of cut my teeth this year in a, in, with a not-so-good team. Uh, we're going to get some better talent in here, and I'm going to challenge for this job again next year. So um, it'll be a good competition. And But, yes, Auburn will definitely go after another quarterback. Brent Pritchard with us uh, for the Auburn Report. Um, bowl game-wise, because obviously I'm focused on, you know, Alabama with the SEC Championship game, What what is it looking like for for a bowl for Auburn? Do you have any feel on, on which one you think the Tigers will wind up in? You know, I've just we've seen several things, uh, from the Texas Bowl uh, to the Music City Bowl. Uh, so you really, you, you really don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, the – the way the Georgia and Alabama game plays out tomorrow will have an effect on that, I believe, uh, depending on how, uh, you know, teams play and uh, who will be eligible at, in what level. And are you going to have two teams in a, or three teams possibly in a New Year's Six Bowl or, uh, or how, <clears throat> kind of how it all breaks down from there. So I think there's still, um, uh, you know, some, some waiting and seeing to go. But I think somewhere around the Texas Bowl, the – the, the the Duke's Bowl or the 
Music City Bowl, something in that area would be where Auburn probably ends up landing. All right, Brad, I know I got to get you out of here. Uh, your your pick and uh, your you know thoughts on the SEC championship game tomorrow. You know, obviously it's going to be another good uh, chapter in this in this game. Uh, you know, between these two teams, and you know the storylines continue to grow. And you know, Kirby Smart, the the amount of wins that they've reeled off at Georgia in a row is, is spectacular. I think Nick Saban talked about that a little earlier this week. And you know, people don't realize sometimes how hard it is to win that many games in a row. Um, you know, Alabama knows how to win over there. And, um, you know, we saw the last time, I think, these two teams played in the SEC championship game. Alabama got the best of them. So, um, <clears throat> both teams will be prepared. I think both teams really understand what the strengths are. But I think it'll come down to, to obviously, Jalen Milrow again for Alabama. And, you know, can Jalen Milrow make the plays that he needs to make for Alabama to put points on the board and, you know, Jalen Milrow did a really good job at Auburn of taking care of the football in a hostile environment. <clears throat> you know, he did the things he needed to do to win the game. Uh, Georgia's going to have, obviously, better talent. They're going to be able to bring pressure um, a little bit better than what Auburn was able to do. Uh, so is he going to be able to continue to, to make good decisions? If he makes good decisions, I think Alabama has a really good chance. But, you know, I think Georgia understands uh, what's in front of them. And I think me and you talked about it. Gary at the beginning of the year, and I think you said it, it is very hard to to win three uh, national championships in a row. And Georgia is sitting on the cusp if they win this SEC title of, of being in that 14 playoff and having another shot. So, so much on the line. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think the Bulldogs end up winning it like 35-31, but I think it's going to be a great game. All right, and real quickly, Auburn basketball uh, really playing well. They've lost, of course, that heartbreaker against Baylor to open the season, but have been rattling off uh, a lot of big wins, easy wins, including a 17-point victory over Virginia Tech in the SEC um, ACC Challenge. What have you seen from the Auburn men's basketball team that's allowing them to play some uh, well? I guess, of course, obviously starts with Janai Broome. <laughs> It is Janai Baroom. I mean, what what a big get for him to come back to this team. Uh, he showed uh, the other night, uh, along with Chad Baker-Mazzara, that you know Auburn's got a lot of length, and they didn't shoot the ball as a team very well, but uh, played suffocating defense against the Virginia Tech team that shoots the three ball really well. And Virginia Tech struggled, struggled uh, from the floor, and you know a lot of that had to do with uh, the relentless pressure uh, and the type of defense Bruce Pearl. Uh, runs and uh, you know I think that's what's going to keep Auburn uh, very competitive with everybody they play this year. Is they're going to they're going to get after you for forty minutes and you know if Auburn is hitting shots and Auburn's got Denver Jones and uh, Chad Baker Mazar and of course Janai Broom and then Aiden Holloway and those guys and if they get hot in a game Auburn will be tough to beat. So um, big win, uh, like you said, moved to five and one. They've got Appalachian State coming up on on Sunday and then. Uh, you got a good one uh, over in Atlanta uh, at, against Indiana uh, on on next Saturday. So, uh, going to be some fun games coming up. Of course, you got USC coming to Auburn in a few weeks. Uh, Bronny James got cleared yesterday to play uh, in practice. So, uh, will he be available for that game? Now, we'll wait and see. That's still about three weeks out. So, there's a possibility that Bronny James could, could be maybe his first game back or, or back with the uh, USC. So that'll be interesting, but some, some good games before we head into the SEC season. Yep. Indeed it is great stuff from you as always. You got a blitz coming up today. Yes, sir. Uh, be on at noon like we always are. And, you know, just breaking, uh, continue to break this 
this Iron Bowl down, talking recruiting, talking Auburn basketball, and, and anything else anybody calls in that they want to talk about will be available. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. All right, 10.47. Uh, we got to get to break. Before we do, though, I want to remind you the YMCA of Tuscaloosa has a couple more days left, and it's um, free wellness week. It's a YMCA community open doors wellness week. It's going on all week through tomorrow. All you have to do to go by and check out the Y is just go by and check out the Y. They'll let you work out. They'll let you uh, you know get in for free this week. Check out that brand new cardio equipment, state of the art. That's the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, 2313 Street, downtown. All right, that's going to uh, close our contest out here uh, in a minute or so as uh, I know I think it's maybe qualifying another person or two, but we have had a ton of qualifiers. When we come back on the other side, I'm going to run down uh, I want to check, thank uh, Chuck Wilkins for actually adding everything up for me for my picks this year. I'm going to give you my record for the year in the SEC picks. I was hanging in there right around 500, and then last week was just awful. Uh, but we'll give that uh, you know results for my SEC point spread picks. Also, of course, we'll give you the answer to the trivia question, and we'll spin the wheel for our winner, and we'll even be able to squeeze in a phone call or two as well. So one more segment of the show, the TGIF edition rolls on, playing great Christmas music this hour and last hour too to kind of get you in the mood it's december the first so let's uh, come back with one more segment right after this jingle those bells alabama because alabama georgia 10 5 touchdown alabama it's the sec championship live from atlanta georgia let's get out of here again Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with rain likely this morning, then just a few isolated showers this afternoon or tonight. The high today 66, the low tonight 61. Tomorrow, rain likely, maybe a few thunderstorms, the best chance of rain during the morning, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Not cry, you better not pout. I am telling you why. Santa Claus. Christmas theme music today as we kick off December here on the Gary Harris Show, the TGIF edition. We'll get back to the regular, uh, you know, feel good music for the weekend next Friday. All right. Um, we're going to get to the contest here in just a moment. First, though, I do want to talk about my SEC point spread picks. And um, last week just absolutely killed me. I had fought back to get, you know, right around 500. And then in the final week, rivalry week, I was blitzed 1-7-1 and one last week. I mean, that's the worst week I think I've ever had. And that uh, put me at the season 43-50-2. And yeah, that's just not... That's just not up to up to my standard. But I had some heartbreakers last week. I um, I took Bama. They didn't come close to covering. Took Ole Miss, and they they were a pick them. I mean, they were a push as they were minus ten. I took Missouri at Arkansas. They blew out Arkansas. That was my only win, uh, minus seven and a half. But then listen to this. Um, I went the wrong way on Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville was minus seven. And uh, they got beat by Kentucky outright. But then I had A&M 
plus 11 and a half against LSU. They lost by 12. How about that? I had Tennessee minus 27 against Vanderbilt. They won by 24. I had Florida plus six and a half at home. They lost by nine and should have won that game. And I took Georgia minus a 24. That turned out to be a horrible pick against Georgia Tech. And I had South Carolina plus seven against Clemson, and they lost by nine. So, you know, close doesn't get you anything. But that that awful week last week, as I said, I finished up 43-15-2 this year. I will pick the bowl games, but my SEC point spread prediction's not strong. All right, we have got to get to our contest. Noah, are you ready? He's adding up all our qualifiers because we got a lot of them. All right, here we go. We had uh, – how many qualifiers did we wind up with? 28. 28 qualifiers. And here was the question. At Alabama, not counting LSU, Nick Saban's record in the SEC championship game as the Alabama head coach. This will be his 10th appearance on Saturday. That means nine previous SEC championship games. He's 8-1. and one. He lost in 2008. His first appearance as the Alabama head coach hasn't lost since. 8-1 and one in SEC championship games. All right, we qualified 28 people. Your name is right next to the number in which you qualified. That includes the app and social media and phone calls. So go ahead and roll it, Noah. All right, we got a winner. What's uh, the number? It's number 19. Uh, he gave me a call back. Uh, it's, it, was, it was Marco Meadows. All right, Marco Ooh. Meadows, brother. You are the uh, winner of these gloves, man. I tell you what I would do with them. I would get I would get them framed in a small frame, both gloves, the one, of course, that's signed. And I would, uh, I tell you what, I think I've got, I may have a, uh, I think I got a sign. I don't know I do. I got a signed Milrow picture, too. I can sign, I can, uh, I mean, Milrow, I can sign Isaiah Bond. I got a signed Isaiah Bond picture, too. I can throw him with him that you can add to the frame with the gloves that he signed for Tom over at T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery University Mall. All right, thank you to T-Town Menswear, T-Town Gallery University Mall, Marco Meadows. I'll, uh, Noah will get me your number. I'll give you a call, and we'll work it out for you to get your gloves and that 8 by 10 picture of Bond, Isaiah Bond. All right, I want to thank uh, Patterson Comer for bringing you the second hour. It's been a busy show this morning. I'm headed to Atlanta in the morning for the SEC championship game. And then Monday morning at 9 a.m., we'll be talking about it. Of course, I'll have coverage tomorrow night on WVUA 23 News at 10 as well. So for Noah Haynes, I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a jam-packed show. The Miller's Edge is coming up next. Have a great weekend. Roll Tide. Listening to the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.